Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Randy. Hi, I'm Gabe. Um, we had a really terrific protest outside the Ohio State House yesterday that we're going to talk about uh, in a little bit. We've got some, you know, cool things brewing here. Um, but first, it's our first show uh, since Black Tuesday, <laughs> or, or or not Black Tuesday. I guess it'd be White Women Failed Tuesday. Yes, White Women <laughs> Failed Tuesday. Yes, since since the election. Um, Everybody knows what happened. Um, if you didn't, I don't know where you are. And can yeah. I, and can I go there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Please, may I go there and pretend I don't know what I know? May yeah. I join you under your rock yes. and/or island in the middle of the Pacific? <laughs> Which is sounding Amazing. more and more enticing on a daily basis. <laughs> so yeah, white women fucked it up for everybody. I mean, white men did too, but we just kind of assume white men suck. So yeah. you know, non-college degree and college degree. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't get the college-educated white women. They were lesser to a lesser they, they degree. They did. I mean, yes. did Hillary technically win them? I think a, I think she did okay. maybe. T- I can't remember the... But, but overall, not overwhelmingly, she no. did not win them. No. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I hope you don't need rights because you just voted against them. Thanks. Yes. Bye. Right. Actually, one of our providers actually told us that the day after election day, somebody came in for a procedure and, you know, you start you chit chat and they're like, yeah, how you doing this morning? She's like, well, I'm a, I'm a little slow. I'm a little hungover from celebrating last night. So a white woman, yeah. Trump voter, walked yeah. into an abortion clinic the next day to get her abortion and doesn't see the irony in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, she'll still have access, so it doesn't matter to her because she's probably rich enough to go someplace else. Like Donald Trump says, she have to go to another state. It's fine. Right. I, I think there's. <laughs> if you can't see Randy's face and you're just listening in, you should actually maybe watch the video because actually the face on Randy right now is priceless. <laughs> um. Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 Uh huh. The cognitive dissonance in this country is so strong right now. Right. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The amount of people who think that a billionaire wasn't going to go in and help another up other billionaires, like, yeah, I, I, I just mm-hmm. don't understand it. They showed a video of him the other day after he, like, uh, basically said he was done for the night and didn't tell the press that he was oh, going yeah, out to uh-huh. dinner. And he gets to the 21 Club, he's like, yeah, yeah, the 21 Club, which has a $30, what, $30 hamburger, and tells them, I'm going to help you with your taxes. Like, I'm going to get your taxes down for you. Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking to you, the yeah. person who goes to Denny's. Like, yeah. no. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, mm-hmm. you did this, like, I right. yeah. And he's going to do nothing for you. you. People literally voted because some of these same people voted for Obama. It's like people literally 
vote for change for this just for the complete mm-hmm. sake of voting for change no matter what this person is going to do for you he hasn't even told you what he's going to do no. which is why right now we don't know what, like he says gay marriage is okay with that roe v Wade is not settled law like we don't we know nothing about him or what he's going to do and it's going to be a complete shit show mm-hmm. but that's what you voted for just for the sake like we need we need jesus we need help <laughs> our education system needs help mm-hmm. Because people have no critical thinking skills. I mean, nope. come on. Like, wh- what are you doing? Don't vote for change just so you can say, oh, we had Democrats. So now we're going to vote in this person who knows nothing mm-hmm. and who's not going to help you. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, I, and, and doesn't even know the basic functions no, of government nothing, either. Nothing. So how can he even do all these things? It's I loved it when uh, he, he visited the U.S. Capitol um, for the first time after the election, and they had some just, you know, video footage of Paul Ryan, um, you know, meeting with the, the Trumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, a balcony uh, of the, you know, on, on the Capitol higher up where you can look out over the mall and it wasn't the focus of the video, but you could kind of hear uh, a little bit of audio of Paul Ryan pointing out buildings and telling them each of what these buildings are. I'm like, if you run for president, you should know the buildings, the government buildings around the National Mall in Washington, D.C. Like, oh, that's, you know, the uh, uh, place where they print the, you know, the dollar bills down there. You should know what that building is already. You should know that. I mean, oh, you, yeah, you should that know that if you're taking the duck tour of DC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Don't no clue. I, yeah. You know, it's like, well, that's what this building is, and that's what this yeah. building is. Welcome to our city. You'll be running our nation now. Or the, or they had no idea that the entire West Wing staff turn, turns over. Yeah. I'm like, dude, watch an episode of the West Wing. Right. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's. I just it's, it, yeah yeah. It's, you know, I, I think people got into the voting booth uh, and they took a look. And, you know, you can have all of the, you know, hot takes from uh, from different uh, columnists that you want. But it really boiled down to they had two choices. One was an asshole and one was a woman. And they went, <laughs> oh. That's who's and, the asshole. Asshole. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, they picked the asshole over the woman. Yeah. Because she's flawed. And, and we can yeah. talk, you know, all you want about... Any aspect of this election, yes. but that's what it boiled down yes. to. It's asshole versus woman. Yes. Yeah. Or and they picked asshole. Well, and and also all the people who were trying to say that, well, I didn't vote for him because he's a racist asshole, you know, but... But it wasn't a deal breaker. No, yeah, but it wasn't it was a, deal a deal breaker, breaker either. Because you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. So at least acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Don't say that you did that and then don't, don't have the balls to tell people like myself and acknowledge that you did that because his sexism and racism mm-hmm. will never affect you and you did it. Yeah. And you said he might get me a job, so I'm going to do this mm-hmm. anyway. And that's what white women did. White women yeah. chose their race over their gender. Which they've done historically over yes. and over and over again. So right. you know yeah. what? You get, uh. So that's where the swing voters came down. The other part of it is where the the base voters mm-hmm. came down, mm-hmm. and this is where I've always envied uh, you know conservatives, the Republican base, is because they went in saying we want our candidate. Yeah, we don't care what his flaws are. We want our candidate. Mm-hmm. We're going to vote for him solid. We want our candidate. Yeah. And the left, we're over here going, should we wear the safety pin? Is it <laughs> hypocritical to wear the safety pin? 
you know, just screwing around with yes. really stupid shit. And that cost us a presidency yes. and it's going to cost us a Supreme Court nominee. Yes. Yeah. I read something just to like this morning before I came and sat down over here. Like, uh, Democrats keep bringing uh, a butter knife to a gunfight. Yeah, <laughs> and because we're so you know, which it's it's a good analogy because on one hand it's like no, we don't want to be like them. Like yeah. we're not going to you know become bigots and be prejudiced. We we do want to bring everybody in, but at the same time it's like. What can we do if they're like doing all these things and they're okay with it? And and even now that they're they're um they're in power, like going to take that and just basically use it to try to bash us over the head with it. Right. Like what we can't continue to just be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to do because again, like I don't want us to just be like they were and just yeah. be like the party of no 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 no. We have nothing else but no. But, like we yeah. But. You know, Democrats and, you know, progressives need yeah. to start standing together, you know, and there's so many issues where I see this time and again. Yeah. And, you know, Democrats just mm-hmm. think about it too much, yeah. you know, and, and mm-hmm. we saw this with the, the previous election cycle here in Ohio. There was, you know, a ballot initiative to legalize marijuana. Mm-hmm. and. Friends of mine that are big potheads voted against it because they're like, oh, well, it's going to do this. And it's, I'm like, <laughs> it's a, an initiative so you can buy legal weed. Do you want legal weed? Yes or no? And they were like, well, and then they all voted against it. I'm like, that was the initiative to buy legal weed. You got what you wanted, yes. legal weed, and you voted against it. <laughs> because you talked yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they didn't have some decent points or whatever, yeah. but... Yeah. You know, it it boils down to, are you all going to stand together and Mm -hmm. get what you want, you know, deep down at heart? Yeah. Or are you just going to, you know, navel gaze your way Mm -hmm. and just be so wishy-washy that you can't build a movement? Yeah. But I think you've got to find a way to balance it from the blind sheep. Yes. As well, because, you know, there's a lot of people. I'd love to have some blind sheep right now. And I think there are a lot of blind sheep in the Democratic Party. Line up, sheep. We but, should use you. But if you're going to build a movement, you don't build a movement on blind sheep. So, you know, how can we now take this and say, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we, we work with funders all the time. We're a nonprofit. So, you know, and everybody's, you know, mm-hmm. new thing is, it used to be called the Rising American Electorate, and I don't know what they call it now, New Era Voters or whatever the freak it is. It's millennials, it's women of color, and it's Everybody who doesn't look women. like me. Yeah, everybody who doesn't look like Gabe or isn't married to somebody who looks like Gabe. Right. And, um, <laughs> and... And for, those are the people who won. Like we mm-hmm. won those people. Yeah, we did. We won. Like the maybe we vote. don't. Maybe we don't need to focus so much on them because as much as we like to talk about how millennials and black people aren't involved, they're fucking involved already. Yes. Yes. So maybe we need to actually start looking at the white women and those people who yeah. we need to figure out how the hell to communicate to them that they need to yeah. stop voting against their interests yes. and yes. actually get rolling on these things yeah. because yeah, I mean. <sighs> It really, like, burns me up that, like, we need those people... <laughs> I know. ...to win. I just want to say fuck them. <sighs> yeah, I know. But we do. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not going to say unfortunately, because I honestly like thinking about it, like I had to be try to be on social media less and less. Mm -hmm. But just thinking about and thinking about all the people who say, you know, who voted for him in spite of everything. And I even read people still say, well, he's not racist or sex. Where did you ever see that? I'm like, okay, but it, it made me realize that, you know, literally racism, sexism, all the isms are literally a cognitive dissonance. It's literally mm -hmm. a mental illness. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're not living in reality. You have to have a disconnect with reality to actually be okay with that and believe it. And I think for them, like, of course, you don't want to say yourself as being a prejudiced mm -hmm. person. So for them, it's like almost they cannot admit to him being that because then that would mean that they voted for him being that. So it's kind of like just this vicious cycle of I'm not in reality and I can't be in that reality because I don't want to think of myself as a bad person. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the election wasn't just a total loss for us nationally. <laughs> we also got screwed over here in the state of Ohio. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Our, uh, our pro-choice uh, uh, base uh, in the legislature, we lost one seat each in the House and Senate. Mm -hmm. um, Sarah Grace down in Athens was uh, a you know, terrific pro-choice candidate mm -hmm. um, that would have represented that community, but... Replacing Debbie Phillips, who was termed out, right. thanks term limits. <clears throat> um, um, but, you know, Athens is surrounded by uh, Trump supporters, uh, and so yes. that took that district. Uh, and then in Cuyahoga County, mm -hmm. um, uh, Hagen. Emily Hagen. Emily Hagen, thank you. Um, was running for the state Senate. We'd endorsed her. Um, and, you know, again, she would, you know, she'd be, a, and, and will someday be mm -hmm. a terrific uh, pro-choice legislator, but um, suburban Cuyahoga County is more suburban than it is Cuyahoga uh, County. Huh, yeah. Um, and so we weren't able to grab that seat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So both the House and Senate lost a seat, um, bringing the total number of Democrats in the Senate down to nine. Um, and actually giving um, the Republicans a veto-proof majority right. in the House. Mm -hmm. They officially have the three-fifths that they need. Right. In the, and, I mean, we had anti-choice Democrats, so they had a veto-proof anti-choice majority already. But yeah. now the Republicans, even if, when we do win, because we will win the governor's race in 18, right. um, you know, we'll have to be, we'll have to also pick up some, some seats in the Ohio house too, to give right. that new governor any kind of power yeah. at all. Right. Yeah. And you know, when we list those two seats that I just mentioned, those weren't the only two that we had out there that we mm -hmm. were looking for victories in. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to some of our really great pro-choice supporters across the state. Mm -hmm. uh, Tommy Green and mm -hmm. Brittany Bowman come to mind uh, as people who, you know, have run before mm -hmm. and, um, they're running in districts that are red to purple at best. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're out there sticking their necks out every single election cycle, you know, saying, hey, we need a Democratic candidate. We need a pro-choice candidate in this district. I'll be that person. I know that, you know, maybe this isn't the year, but maybe next time it will. Uh, mm -hmm. And they keep showing up. Um, so we need those folks, uh, and we're very proud to have them, yeah. uh, on the bench. So mm -hmm. hopefully we'll, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll get them in the game. Yes. That's uh, what, that's a, another thing that like irks me so much about all the people who didn't vote is because even if you didn't want to vote for president, which you should have, but 
you know, even if you didn't want to have to choose between the two of them, like there were so many other races on the ballot, so much other, so many other things you could still vote for that actually affect your life more right. than the president. Mm-hmm. And people just forget that. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, looking back to national politics, um, we uh, weren't able to kick Rob Portman out of the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Portman, we um, were giving him grief the entire year over his failure to do his job and uh, call for a hearing mm-hmm. uh, from Merrick Garland. Um, so uh, I know there's some speculation about that nomination. Like maybe there could be some crack we could slip him through uh-huh. and... and uh, and get that justice seat filled before President Obama leaves office. Is is that actually a thing or? Yeah, I mean, there is a thing. It's called a recess appointment. Um, so if the Senate did go into like a holiday recess that Obama could, and I think there's actually a recess of more than 72 hours or something. Like it has to be more than just like a Saturday, Sunday. Like, so if they all fell asleep <clears throat> or... or yeah. Went to the Caribbean on vacation in the exactly. same day. Exactly. Uh huh. So um, we played this game before, and I can't remember. It was in one of the very first years of Obama's presidency mm-hmm. when he still had more colored hair than gray hair. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. And um, so I think it was like the labor secretary, or it was it was that one of those right. cabinet positions, and they were refusing to fill them because, of course, the labor, labor secretary Obama wanted was close with unions because we support unions. The labor secretary, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're called labor unions for a reason, um, and of course, Republicans didn't like it, so they were blocking his nomination. And the Senate went on a very very tight little recess that was, I guess, just right at the border or something like that of the timing it had to be. So Obama slipped it through and then it became this court case and everything else. So there are specific rules and everything around it. The Senate knows how to get around that too. So Mm -hmm. my guess is that they just won't go on recess before the 31st of December. But there is a chance that he could slip Merrick Garland in there. And and he should because they stole this nomination from him. I mean, this is something that... Yeah, we there were jokes about it, but it's also very serious. You know, the first black president got, you know, three fifths of his term. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, it's just and, you know, we talk about the Democrats not being in the party of no. Well, the Republicans are saying we weren't going to confirm anybody for four years. So, you know what? (laughs) What's good for the goose is good for the candor and (laughs) have fun. So it's just one of those other things. So we'll see what happens um, for the rest of the year and we'll see if. Democrats can grow enough of a spine to stand up against these things. They better. I mean, there are some things that we could maybe come together on, you know, funding for bridges and things like that if it's done right. But, like, you can't just say, I want funding for bridges, so I'm going to roll over on all this other shit to get this one tiny little thing. And that's usually what Democrats do. So mm-hmm. not holding my breath, but... Right. And I'm also not pissed off at Obama for trying to help him. I mean, that's what presidents are supposed to do. So, like, yeah. the rest of everybody else can, you know, tell Trump to go screw himself. But, you know... Right. We do. He still has to help him with the transition. Mm -hmm. It's terrible as it's been. Yeah. Well, I, he I obviously be, needs a lot I, of help. I, I actually kind of want a functioning government on yes. January 21st. Yes. I would prefer the federal government to not crumble to the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, right. Someone made the argument that 
It's good that Trump is taking a long time because the longer he takes, the people who are there will just stay there until he replaces mm-hmm. them. And he's like, that's good because we want the professionals to stay in place yeah. as Lawrence long Adonis as possible. Was yes. Yeah, was I was like, yes, that actually makes sense. Like, please take your time, be a complete shit show and get nothing done. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, today they actually came out with the fact that, you know, so uh, Trump ran on raining the swamp and not using lobbyists. And then he like immediately appointed 500 lobbyists to his transition team yes. and everything else. They're actually firing them all. As of today, Mike Pence said that every single lobbyist they've now hired for their transition team, because you really can't hire anybody who knows how to do any of these jobs who isn't or hasn't been at some point a lobbyist. Right. Uh-huh. Because of every this the way that Washington works. Yeah. So they're firing everyone who has a lobbying connection from the transition team and basically starting all over again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is becoming more and more of a shit show by the day. Why do you want, like... You have to have somebody who works in that field who knows something to actually help no. you do it. No. Like, I don't understand why people are so, yeah, that's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, For you to say you want zero people who have done this to help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all lobbyists are fabulous. I'm a lobbyist. I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good. Like, I lobby for good things. Yes. Like, you know, like, there are people out there. And, and frankly, with the way that, things turnover and everything else. Those are the people who kind of know. And that's actually one of the things right. that's so bad about term limits is that you don't get the institutional knowledge with the member. Right. You get the institutional knowledge with the lobbyists and the staff. And that right. actually gives more term limits. Don't equal things out. They actually give more power to lobbyists and staff than right. they give to the members. Right. So, you know, all these things that kind of these systems actually create these things and sorry, you can't drain the swamp or you're just going to yeah. like, right destroy this one. It's kind of the equivalent of a hospital said, well, no, we're not going to hire anyone who's been a doctor at another hospital before. Yeah. Yes. It's uh-huh. like, now hold on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they learned something there. It's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You know? mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll see how the Supreme Court uh, appointment goes. Yeah. Um, I hope that they get rid of... Uh, he's talking about draining the swamp and he's trying to get Steve Bannon. I'm like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope the Democrats, uh, I don't know. I mean, they are saying that they want him to rescind the appointment. I don't know what that's going to do, but. Yeah, they have no power. It's not a, not something that Democrats have to confirm. So right. Doesn't like he can do whatever the hell he wants to do on that one. Um, so, you know, it is likely that, uh, Trump will get to pick his own Supreme court nominee to Mm -hmm. fill the Scalia seat. Um, we feel that it's important to point out that Whole Woman's Health was a five to three decision, yeah. even if somebody who's anti-choice comes in, you know, that breakdown on abortion issues still remains a five to four decision with yeah. the majority supporting abortion rights yeah. and opposing, um, you know, restrictions mm-hmm. on abortion mm-hmm. providers. Yeah. I mean, Kennedy joining that five, three decision was actually a, a, a frankly, a surprise to yeah. most people, you know, because Kennedy was really seen as kind of a status quo kind of justice. So we could have completely and totally opted out of actually taking a stand and made it a 4-4 tie right. and kind of let it be. You know, he took a big leap by yeah. becoming that fifth. So, you know, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, even if Scalia hadn't passed away and he was still on the court, we still would have won that 5-4. to four, So, yeah. Do you, well, I've seen, <clears throat> like, uh, mits, mixed comments on whether or not, like, they will see a case to determine like whether they would want to overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah, they would need, I mean, they would need some kind of split in the court. So, you know, right now the only things that are really pending out there are 
um, challenges on the heartbeat type bills. Um, it's a six week ban, I think in North Dakota and it was a 12 week ban in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um, but both of those, but those, both of those were struck down by the lower court. So there's not a split. And the the North Dakota case went to the Supreme court and and they they rejected it, it, leaving it. So that one is pretty much that one's dead. Yeah. Yeah. They can't go back to that. Well, again, Alabama could try, but they would most likely get kicked back again. Cause you know, they had kicked back the, marriage equality cases until our fabulous Ohio Sixth Circuit Court went, oh, no, it's totally fine to discriminate against gay people. Um, And so it was that split because all the other courts had said, no, it's not okay. When when the Sixth Circuit said, yeah, it's totally fine and created this court split was when the Supreme Court finally took it up. Mm -hmm. So you would need that split somewhere. So we've got the heartbeat type bans, and then several states, but not all the states, have challenged their 20-week bans. Mm-hmm. But again, in all of the places where we have challenged the 20-week bans, we've won the challenge. We've won that challenge, and the okay. bill's been blocked. So again, right. there's no split. Yeah. And 20-week bans are being challenged because they violate Planned Parenthood versus Casey, yes. which said you're not allowed to ban abortion before viability. Mm-hmm. So we've got Roe which everybody knows, which legalized abortion. We've got Planned Parenthood versus Casey, mm-hmm. um, which was from the early 90s, 92, 93, um, that you know, said no bans before viability. Mm-hmm. And now we've got 2016's Whole Women's Health, which said... No, really, <laughs> you no, can't. Undo, undo yeah, burden. yeah. It's exactly really, right. it really defi- redefined the undue burden. So I think you could actually even. I'm not a lawyer, but like you know, from looking at some of the legal documents, you can, you could actually start making a more whole women's health type argument on the 20 week bans. Mm-hmm. Is there a health benefit? Right. That balances out the burden you're now putting on these women by not being able to get access to the care, especially in cases where their health is at risk mm-hmm. or they're carrying an unviable fetus. So. I think there are some, with Whole Woman's Health, some, you know, places you could go. But, yeah, I mean, they'd need a court split somewhere. Yeah. So So we we'll still see. have our five justices. We have, you know, three court cases over a 40-year period. Mm-hmm. You know, every 20 years they come back and they reaffirm it, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, to me, that's kind of settled law, so maybe Donald Trump could learn that. I know, right? right. Well, I've also uh, heard the argument that that's always been the Republicans' golden goose and that they would never actually repeal it because then they wouldn't have that issue mm-hmm. to gin up their base with. And it's possible. There's a very valid point. <laughs> okay. So yeah. that was the election. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Wah, wah. Moving on to even more <laughs> depressing news. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. this episode's not going to be uplifting. <laughs> apologize to the listeners slash watchers. Jamie, we'll let you take this because you know more about this subject than anybody else in the state of Ohio. So. All right, so um, if you read the newspaper... I, I, let me amend that. Talk down to us because we don't all understand this. No, <laughs> yes. If you've read either the Dayton Daily News or the Columbus Dispatch this week, you have seen an article in either of those papers about two of our clinics. Um, whole, um, whole Women's Health. No. Women's Med Center. <laughs> too many W-sounding abortion clinics. So Women's Med Center. Women's Med Center in Dayton. It's Dr. Mm-hmm. Haskell's clinic. Um, his one remaining clinic because he's already had to close his Cincinnati facility. Um and Dayton's only clinic, um, was denied their variance from the Department of Health. What's a variance? So in Ohio, so if you paid attention to Whole Women's Health, part of what Whole Women's Health struck down was a requirement that doctors had to have admitting privileges Mm -hmm. with a local hospital. Ohio doesn't quite go that far. It requires something called a transfer agreement. So it's a contract between 
uh, any ambulatory surgical facility. So it's not just abortion clinics. So your LASIK eye centers, your outpatient orthopedic centers, your um, dental surgery, surgery, cosmetic surgery, all those things, all have to have a transfer agreement with a local hospital, which basically says in the case of an emergency that the clinic can't handle, Mm -hmm. the facility can't handle, we will transfer a patient to you and ensures continuity of care. But it does none of that actually, Mm -hmm. because what happens when you transfer a patient from any place, (laughs) ambulatory surgical facility, church, our office, if you call 911, an ambulance comes, they pick up the patient and the ambulance driver decides where to take the patient. So in so many of these cases, they're taking them to the closest hospital, whether or not there's a transfer agreement in place. So the transfer agreement is just on file somewhere, but in reality, we're still just dialing 911 and taking an ambulance to a hospital. Yes, because it's better, you know, you're not going to put a... Because, duh. Yeah, because, right. duh, yeah. Yes. I mean, you're not going to put the, the, the patient in the back seat of your car and drive them to the transfer agreement right. hospital because they're not getting any medical care during that transport. You're calling 911 because they're the people who transfer people in emergencies. And so if you can't get a transfer agreement and more and more our clinics are having trouble and not a surprise, all the other ambulatory surgical facilities are not having trouble getting transfer agreements. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Because right. nobody uh, rejects the dentist's request. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because nobody protests when the hospital contracts with the dentist. Right. So maybe we should start doing that. Um, so if you can't get a transfer agreement you can do something called apply for a variance to the transfer agreement. So what what happens is that you contract with individual doctors to kind of stand in place of the transfer agreement. So these backup doctors have to have admitting privileges with a hospital within 30 miles of the clinic, and the doctors are the transfer agreement. So you get three doctors to sign a contract or four doctors, however many doctors. The law is one or more physicians, actually. Mm-hmm. So really, one doctor should be sufficient. Because um, when I, you know, when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, there was one, you know, doctor mm-hmm. there. Yes. There wasn't a team. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no. a and these are people, job. and these are people not actually on site. So these are people who most likely work at the hospital. So they're just the, on call. Yeah, they're just on call for an emergency situation. Even though in an emergency, you wouldn't call <laughs> the people on call. No. You'd call nine one one. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually, I mean, with the Cincinnati case, this was one of the things that just made my brain want to explode. When they um, forced the Haskell Cincinnati Clinic to close, one of the reasons ODH took for denying his future variance applications was in one case where he did have a patient emergency where he needed to transport a patient, he had his official backup doctors at one of the hospitals, and then he had his kind of backups to his backups just in case these backups weren't available that day and um, which is required under this whole process that you're supposed to have these extra people sitting around just in case. So he had his backups to his backups at a different hospital Mm -hmm. and he learned from the ambulance driver that they were going to go to the backup of the backup doctor's hospital, not his official backup doctor's hospitals. Uh So if you're following along, we're going to the backup of the backups. They were getting transported to that hospital, so he called his backup to his backup doctors because they were actually the ones at that hospital. Yeah. ODH rejected his next variance application because he didn't call his real backup doctors at the other hospital. Oh, Where that he was not That going the patient to. was not going to. This is how ridiculous this whole This is not whole about women's health. No. <laughs> this is so not about women's health. So, yeah, so... 
Now they're trying to deny, deny Haskell's variance in Dayton, again saying that it's not sufficient to protect patient health. <clears throat> Let's just repeat Randy's statement. <laughs> this is not about women's health. Thank you. So, no. <laughs> so, but the thing with this is that this is not the end because denying the variance is just a piece of the license application. You need the variants to get the license, but they have not yet revoked the license. And when reporters asked ODH when they planned on revoking the license, they said, we haven't done that yet and we have no time frame to do it. So if you're saying over here that this variance is necessary and the variance is not good enough to protect the patient's health at the clinic, if it really was the case that it was not good enough to protect the health of the patients at the clinic, ODH should be knocking on their door today to close this yeah. place down. This is just another proof that this variance has absolutely nothing to do with the, pa- the safety of any patient walking in the door. Right. So he's still legally operating with a license in Dayton, allowed to stay open under Ohio law. He is not operating without a license or whatever else the hell Ohio Right to Life wants to talk about. He is legally operating with a license. They have not revoked his license. He is still open. So then in Columbus, in a similar case, um, Grant Hospital recently decided to deny the transfer agreement for Founders Women's Health Center in Columbus. Um, They were, um, actually, it's Ohio Health in general because Grant doesn't operate on its own any longer. Um, They were the transfer agreement for both Planned Parenthood and Founders Women's Health Center. Um, They decided to not renew that transfer agreement with Founders. And so that clinic started the process of applying for a variance and ODH again has denied it with because of insufficient doctors. I think she had two. Um, Haskell had three and was denied. Planned Parenthood is currently operating with a valid variance. They applied with four. So I guess the magic number is four now, which is still stupid because it's one or more, but whatever. So, um, so yeah, so we're now looking at, you know, can we increase the number of doctors or can we go back to grant? We're trying to figure out what's going on and, and get the lay of the land so that the Columbus clinic can also then, um, try to reapply. And again, the Columbus clinic has not been denied a license. It is still operating. It is still open. Um, and you know, if they do get the revoke of license, the next step is just going to court like in Toledo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it will not mean like an automatic immediate closure of the clinic. It just forces us all into court. Um, on all these things. So these are really, Maybe that would be good for good for the long run. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it would be determined that under the new precedent that it's obviously an undue burden that has nothing to do with health. Yeah. And that's, right. and that's the case. And there is the Toledo case already started through the court system, although it's in state court, not federal court. And there is actually a court case. Haskell is part of it. The Dayton clinic is actually part of an already existing federal court case on the transfer agreements and variant stuff that's in federal court. And I think their court date, they filed it in like May or June, and their court date is like February of 2017. So we're still waiting for that first initial court date. Um, so there are processes in place and people going through the courts and those kinds of things. But again, the Sixth Circuit is the one that said, it's totally fine not to let gay people win to get married. So who knows what that's really going to look like. But so that's kind of where we are on, on, on the clinics. Um, just an update on kind of all the other things. We're still waiting. The Attorney General asked the Ohio Supreme Court to review our win in Lucas County Court of Appeals, okay. um, the Sixth District State Court of Appeals, not right. the Sixth Circuit Federal Court. Um, so we're still waiting to hear this, uh, if the State Supreme Court will take up that case or just let the lower court win mm-hmm. stand. 
Um, and then, of course, there are several court cases with the Cincinnati Dayton clinics that we're still waiting on as well. Oy vey. Mm-hmm. But there are still nine clinics operating in Ohio. They are all still open um, and still legally operating. Despite the fact that the State Department of Health is playing the game that yes. Ohio right, right to Life wants them to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> y'all better y'all better vote in 2018. I don't want to hear shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so uh, that brings us up to yesterday. Um, in addition to all of the uh, uh, Department of Health-driven uh, stunts um, that they're using to attack abortion providers, uh, we anticipate that during this lame duck session between now and the very end of 2016, uh, the Ohio General Assembly will probably try to pass one or more abortion restrictions. Um, we know uh, from a previous uh, article in the Cleveland Plain Dealer that a 20-week abortion ban, which is already, there's two bills mm-hmm. that they could choose from, um, one of which has already passed through the Senate, so it's now over in the House. That's Senate Bill 127, mm-hmm. um, is a 20-week abortion ban. Uh, that's the one that they mentioned in the Plain Dealer article back in September that would be a, a lame duck um, target. Uh, the and, other, the, and no exceptions for... Right, no exceptions for rape or incest. Bans abortion uh, at 20 weeks or later. Mm-hmm. Um, has a very narrow life exemption. So the woman has to be in imminent danger of so, death. Yeah, about to die before yes. they will help mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's right. the exception. Um. So that's one possibility. The other possibility um, is uh, a continuation of this whole stupid thing where Mike DeWine was like, oh, my God, Planned Parenthood uses, uh, you know, an industry standard. Steam cooks. They steam cook babies. Uh, yeah. They don't. That's what DeWine. <laughs> no, they don't. That's what DeWine claimed. Um, yes. Once he realized that he could talk about. Uh, just what the you know medical industry does with biological material. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and so they wrote up some bills saying that you know fetal remains have to be um, cremated or buried, um, which would be additional expenses. Um, it's not something that women have been asking for, mm-hmm. and no. even if they were asking for in the past, it was legal then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so clinics do it already. Like if a woman right. does want to bury or cremate. They have the ability to bury or cremate if right. they, if, you know, they we keep talking. We don't need a law requiring yeah. this. Um, it's not yeah. a choice when you force women to only choose certain things. Right. Yeah. And, you know, then the, the kicker of all yeah. of this was the report from uh, Channel 10 here in Columbus <laughs> when they realized that the state of Ohio uses the steam cooking. Mm-hmm. For fetal remains for uh, women prison. when they have miscarriages yeah, in prison. Yeah, exactly. Miscarriages in prison. So um, both of these bills, you know, the 20-week ban is a horrible thing to do to women. It's mm-hmm. dangerous. It is a, a very bad law. Yes. The restrictions uh, on the handling of biological material is completely unnecessary. Yeah. And it, you know, adds restrictions and costs to mm-hmm. abortion providers, mm-hmm. which is unconstitutional if you follow the guidelines of all yes. itself. So these are the two bills that we're expecting. In anticipation of one of these two, or maybe some third possibility coming out of left <laughs> Ooh, field, hell knows. Um, Narrow Pro-Choice Ohio, Planned Parenthood of, uh, Advocates of Ohio, Preterm, um, New Voices Cleveland, mm-hmm. 
urge uh, urge and um, women have options women have options uh, those groups uh, and some of our friends got together and planned a big protest yesterday at the state mm-hmm. house 400 some people showed up we actually surrounded the state house on all four sides you know filling an mm-hmm. entire city block four sides um, massive protest last night uh, for two hours, you just surrounding it, screaming and yelling and hollering and showing the legislators that we're trying to do business around downtown Columbus mm-hmm. that, hey, you know, we're here, we're angry and we're not going back. Yep. And it was a fabulous showing. It was really good. The energy was amazing. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I felt really good in the last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was I think it was healing in a lot of ways. It really was, you know. Joe Ingalls from Ohio Public Radio asked, you know, in light of Trump, do you feel more under siege? And, you know, my response back was, you know, we've been under siege before and yeah. we're here. And this this showing here is saying that we're not backing down, you know, being we might be under siege, but we're here to fight. and We're still going to be here to fight as much as I joke about moving to a Caribbean island. There's no way in hell I'm leaving mm-hmm. and might need to take more breaks there. But <laughs> but, you know, so. It really did show the legislators that we're here. And it also emboldened our friends. You know, it's it's hard enough that we kind of work on the outskirts of politics and legislation and lo- the legislature, but we've got a lot of really amazing friends who work in that building as legislators every day who won their races last last week. And as I was talking to one of them yesterday, she was like, it kind of felt like partying at a funeral, you know, that I won and we lost so bad everywhere else. So, you know, really lifting up our supporters. We had um, State Representative Kristen Boggs, State Senator Capri Cafaro, Mm -hmm. State Reps Stephanie House, Kathleen Clyde, Dan Ramos, Greta Johnson. Johnson. think that was all I saw there. Great support from our, from some of our friends in the legislature. Yeah. That is awesome. Good things did. Uh, just a little tidbit on that note. Um, what did happen on Black Tuesday, <laughs> or uh, or I guess <laughs> he who shall not be named, uh, we actually did vote in um, the most women of color mm-hmm. into the Senate we've ever voted in before. Yes, with yes. Kamala Harris, California; Tammy Duckworth, Illinois. I'm missing. Oh, uh, was uh, Catherine Cortez Masto? Yeah, something like that, yeah. From Nevada? Think so, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, it was Harry Reid's seat. You might fact check me on that, people, but yes. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, there were some little tiny bright spots in the sea of darkness. Yes, little tiny bright spots. (laughs) But now we've got all these people that are fired up and ready Mm -hmm. to go. Um, And so uh, what we're looking for here in Ohio. Um, is the potential for some committee hearings and possible votes. So some dates if you want to mark down on your calendar. Um, Potentially we could see hearings on November 29th or December 6th. Um, If so, we could then see votes on November 30th or December 7th. Uh, So the 29th, 30th, 6th, and 7th, uh, I think those are Tuesdays and Wednesdays of those weeks. you know, there's only a, a limited number of uh, of dates where mm-hmm. the legislature might try and move something. Those are really it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those, those four <laughs> days are really it at um, this point. So, so uh, you know, keep those open. Uh, we'll let folks know um, if we mm-hmm. see hearings mm-hmm. scheduled uh, to come and pack the committee room. Um, and then, in addition to the bad bills that we're looking at, there's also the access without apology. Uh, access without apology bills mm-hmm. um, that demand uh, abortion rights 
Um, these are pieces of legislation that were introduced in 2015 mm-hmm. uh, to restore funding for Planned Parenthood, to remove some of these, mm-hmm. you know, transfer agreement style restrictions, a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these bills that were introduced uh, still need to have committee hearings. Yes, yeah, so, they're legally required to at least yeah. have one hearing. Right. So we'll probably see, my guess is all of these all on one day. Probably the sixth. Uh, um, yeah, probably December 6th. Maybe even after that, when they've actually even just all gone away. I mean, we've had issues where in the past people have, you know, said, okay, fine, I'll give you a hearing, but it's going to be on like December 24th. Yeah. To which, to which our legislators are like, okay, fine, I'll say yes to that. Then your ass has to be there too. Like, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, they, they will be. I mean, <laughs> given the opportunity, that is the default position, Randy. Right. Come on. <laughs> So we'll Bye. see how that goes. We'll keep you posted. Yes. Um, and we got some really terrific. We did a, a Facebook live video during our big protest yesterday. I'm going to post that on the blog. Uh, so check out NeralProChoiceOhio.com. That's our blog. Mike, was that me losing my voice? You did just fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I'm sure it was fabulous. <laughs> we, we've got that video. Um, and then, you know, there's other Facebook Live. There was a bunch of people shooting mm-hmm. video. Joe Ingalls, oh, yeah. the reporter, uh, she was shooting something. I did, too. Um, and it really is hilarious how long that block is when you're, like, number one, walking the entire thing at a quick pace. Long. And then also trying to hold your phone out at a certain angle and not make it go like this all over the place. Um, yeah. It's a much bigger block than you really I think it a, is. We got some good exercise last night mm-hmm. yeah i hit my step count really longer. early yesterday yeah um <laughs> stephanie house was another one representative yes. house was, representative was house. shooting some mm-hmm. videos so we might try and link to some of those so people can see exactly what it looked like it was it's absolutely amazing to see all four sides yeah. of that block how many people do you think we had i guess i, I would say at least 400 i mean okay. when yeah, i did some... it took about 100 people to cover each side yeah oh, okay. i did the math and you know before when we were planning this to see if it was actually possible to put people on four <laughs> sides like i needed a i needed a number before we said yeah we could totally do that and it was you know it really took a bare minimum of 400 if you were spreading like yeah. four feet yeah so, you know, there were definitely I mean, we had several it hundred supporters from Central Ohio, plus a bus from yeah. Cleveland, uh-huh. a bus from Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Yeah. Mm-hmm. carloads from Toledo. I mean, Dayton. really yes. great yes. support yeah. from across the state. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, NeralProChoiceOhio.com. Uh, that'll take you to the blog, and we'll put some pics and video in the show notes. Sweet. Okay. You want to sing us out? Let's get it on. Okay. Um... Sign our petition. We have a petition online? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> you can find it if you go to this our Facebook live. page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can find it if you go to our Facebook page. Uh, we put the link on the video. Um, it'll, of course, be in the show notes. Uh, it's a bit.ly link, so bit.ly slash stopthebands2016. Cool. So go and sign our petition online. Um, also, thank you to all of the volunteers um, who put in a lot of work um, trying to get Hillary elected. It didn't happen because of that damn electoral college, <laughs> even though she's won the popular vote. By over a million votes. By over a million votes. Fucking <sighs> flyover states. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we're not bitter about it at all. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, like I said, even though technically we lost, um, 
I think that, you know, this is just going to ha- make us have to fight even harder. Um, we're going to keep going. And I still believe that, you know, because we won the popular vote, I, you know, that gives me faith that we're hopefully on the right path and that we're just going to have to do everything that we can to keep them from, you know, fucking shit up, basically. Um, but yes, thank you so much. Thank you for calling, for walking, for doing data entry, for writing postcards, for going to rallies. Um, uh, we really appreciate it. And of course, um, Please contact me. I'm making a list, but please contact me um, if you have your amount of numbers because um, the prizes are here. You guys may have forgotten Mm -hmm. uh, that we're doing a volunteer rewards program, but uh, we didn't. And so please let me know, and I'll be also contacting you um, so you can get your prizes. Mm-hmm. Yay. They're awesome. We should have brought them out here so people could see them, but we I failed, know, that'd so be good. But also, uh, remember, Lame Duck Session's still going on. We need you guys to come. Uh, remember those dates, which was uh, November 29th and the 30th, and also December 6th and December 7th. So put those on your calendar. Also, volunteer at ProChoiceOhio.org. Um, I still have data entry for interested. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thank you. Okay, Mm -hmm. we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.